Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Stepping on top of gully dwarves and coming to you from the West Cabin. Welcome to Dyson Pipes for the week of January 27th. Hi, Chris. How are you? Well, I'm confused now. Like, you just put like such an odd picture in my head. What the fuck is a gully dwarf? Nobody likes gully dwarves. It's from Dragonlance. I feel like they're like fat with like these huge necks. They live in the mud, probably, nah, if I had to wager a, a guess. Uh,. <clears throat> Unlike us, where we live in the snow. Correct. We can only record on cold days now. Yes. Uh, we live in, in Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find us on the Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and what have yous, Dyson Pipes. Uh, what's going on, man? How are you today on this balmy 13-degree day? Should, <laughs> should be drinking a hot toddy. Today is a day Thought for about hot it. toddy. This would be really nice. Thought about it. So it's funny. The last like four days, in almost the almost the sixties, uh, temper temperature wise, mm-hmm. and after today, the next four days, almost in the fifties, we choose today. <laughs> yeah, and like following today, right? It's supposed to warm up again. Yes. You know, it's always bad when I go to take my dog out and I look and I see that there is like a very thin layer of snow still remaining on the ground, but like. Usually you would think if you step on snow that's like maybe a half inch to an inch thick mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you would get like that like soft kind of powdery step. Like, dude, the shit was crunching like I was walking on like like frosted flakes. Like picture <laughs> somebody just put cereal out in front of my house and you go walking on it. Yeah. Like it was so fucking crunchy. It's gotta be It sounds like that the like a fake foley noise of somebody walking on snow. Yes. Like a cartoon walking on snow right. sound. Yeah, and my dog is so light that he's like floating on it, right? So just like walking on top of like the ice encasement. Yeah, he's he's Nancy Kerrigan, just kind of like ice skating along, and I'm fucking Tanya Harding. I'm coming in with a crowbar. I'm just gonna break his allegedly. Well, that's right. Well, technically, she didn't do it, right? She hired two goons. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. No, Uh, and then and then Tanya Harding went on to fame and fortune on the E network or no uh, V uh not V VH1. She wasn't on. She wasn't on the Entertainment Network? Where they do all those shows about, like, oh, the top 10 craziest criminals oh, with their dick stuck right. in a lawnmower. <laughs> Number 10. And then they have, like, the celebrity panel. Yes. The celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like old B-list people. Yes. Okay. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I think dude, that was VH1. I, I feel like uh, I'm on the oil refinery from The Thing. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it is just desolate and disgusting outside. It's not a pretty winter with, like, snow encasing everything and... 
the the imagery of gathering around with family around a a, a warm fire. Uh, this is this is the death of a planet. That's what that's what I'm looking at right now. Yes. What is this like Hoth? Yes. I'm gonna survive in like a tauntaun. Right. You think they smell bad on the outside? I bet they smell delicious on the inside. And I did not realize this, but not too long ago, it must have been a week ago, I was watching the uh, Revenant. Mm, that movie. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, that movie with DiCaprio. Yeah, right? Leo. Um, dude, he does the same thing. I don't know if you remember the scene where he's being chased by the engines and he's on. Please, please. Savages. I'm sorry. Let me reword that. That scene where he's on the uh, the horse and he's being chased by the savage engines. Yes. And he gets to the cliff. He gets to the cliff and he just has no direction of where he can go. They're firing arrows at him. So he just flies off the cliff with the horse, hits this gigantic pine tree. It breaks his fall. He careens all the way down to the fucking ground. It kills the horse. And for that night, he cuts open the horse he pulls out all of the innards and then sleeps inside the horse right made me think of poor luke skywalker we know what they say oh they're don't ride a horse ride a cowboy (laughs) uh speaking of cowboy i'm drinking once again cowboy coffee and i found a tobacco that goes nicely with it Mm. i have just finished off my little teeny bit of awakened elder and the the Latakia, the Cyprian Latakia, Ooh. pairs actually fairly nicely with the cowboy coffee. Which is funny because we were drinking that not long ago and we were saying that nothing. Well, because we only tried it with one thing. <laughs> I think he was working in Virginia <laughs> and I had Navy Flake. Mm. So, but yeah, the... Uh, so Awakened Elder goes. So far, I'll, I'll pair these two. What, uh, what are you working on on your side of the I've got. Now table? it's funny. So we're two for two with pairings. So I'm smoking uh, Cornell and Deal opening night, which is a Virginia. Uh, it's kind of tangy, a little sweet. And I'm pairing that with a little uh, Aberlauer. That's a scotch. Did it roll? Whiskey. No, Aberlauer. Aberlauer. You just fucked it up. You can roll. I've never heard of it before. I'm learning the that's word. Not my, that's not my fault. Oh, we're doing like dictionary time now while you're on the dice. I'm not doing any time. I don't understand oh. the word you said. It's Aberlauer. Like Matt Lauer. No. Like Aberfeldy mixed with Matt Lauer. Yes. Abra Lauer. Right. So what this what this scotch does is it locks females in its private room, gets them drunk, and has its way. With its private parts. With the private parts. Private room, private parts. Yes. Private party. Abra Lauer. Uh twelve year. Um double cask. If the listeners out there have not gotten their hands on this. And it's funny because actually on, on Instagram, we just posted a, uh, a picture last week of uh, Balvenie 12 year double cask. And somebody had put out there that they had never, uh, that they had never had it before. So I, I made a recommendation there. I, I think that's excellent, but I think the Abrilauer is better than the Balvenie. Long story short, these two go well together because the, this scotch is a space side scotch and particularly sweet on the nose and in the mouth. Now, I'll tell you what my problem is right now. You're not drinking it out of the appropriate glass. You're fucking damn right I'm not. This is an insult to scotch drinkers across the world. Dude, it makes a significant difference. Your scotch glasses are an insult to me. What are you, what are you trying to say? What, this glass that I'm drinking out of now? No, that glass is perfect. Well, this is a man's glass. Yeah. 
you know. The other one is like I have to hide in my house and not go near my friends because they're going to ridicule me when they see me nosing a fucking whiskey. If I did that in front of my father, I think he would punch me in the face. Yeah. He'd be like, boy, what the fuck you... Well, he doesn't talk like that. That's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I think he would slap me upside the head and be yeah. like, what, what, seriously, what are you doing? Why are you nosing your drinks? Just drink yeah, it. Just fucking drink it. <laughs> you know? Um, I'm a little tired today. You seem tired. Yeah, a little tired today. I, I had some aggressive bowel movements. Uh, you had aggressive bowel movements. Yeah. Well, I did see a commercial now. Pepto-Bismol. Ooh has a formula targeted specifically for explosive diarrhea. Well, they don't say explosive. But, um, right. You're taking a creative, creative license. license. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, I'll save it for next week, but let's just say uh, I tried to enjoy myself a nice hot pocket uh, while watching oh, no. reruns of The Office. and Oh, no. Yeah. Shit. Now I have so many questions. Not about your diarrhea, about The Office. Oh. What, what are you watching it on? Netflix? Yes. Fuck, I have to get Netflix. I've been dying to watch The Office. I've never seen it before. And now- I'm sorry, what? I've never watched The Office. Come on. I swear to God. I was never a Steve Carell guy. Oh my God. I just didn't like him. And Jim, the character who plays yeah. Jim, I always thought he was a fucking clown. Right. So I, I, never, I never liked the show. I'll say this. <clears throat> I, uh, as a man who has watched, here, here's my sitcom, my situational comedy history, and I'm going to throw animated shows in the mix. Uh, Simpsons, Family Guy, King of the Hill. Wait, I'm sorry. Are these like in a specific order? No, no. Or these, these are, are ones, ones that I have, enjoy? Yeah, uh, that I have history with. Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh... Wow, we should go one by one with these because I have I have a serious problem with almost every single one on your list. Okay, well, here's the thing: mm. out of all of those, Family Guy and King of the Hill are really the only ones I would consider myself to be a fan of. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. Right, I'm just saying the sitcoms that I have an extensive knowledge of. Okay, fair. The Office, I never watched it until about a year ago. Mm -hmm. It's nine seasons, roughly twenty episodes per season. Okay. About a year ago, I finally broke down and watched the show because you just see the memes and the memes yeah. and the gifs all over the place. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch it. From last year to now, roughly, I have watched this series in its entire- What the fuck was that? <laughs> You're the fucking snake in the habusaki. Habusaki. On Dyson Pipes when you fuck up a word or slowly drag out a letter. <laughs> Uh, you find yourself in a roll to drink scenario. This is the D and D side, so we're rolling a D twenty. Anything higher than a ten, you are saved, Brian. Rolled I got a three. There you go. There you go. So what about snakes? <laughs> Call me snake. <laughs> uh, from last year till now, I have watched the series in its entirety, probably seven times. I'm sorry. And there's still a few scenes that actually make me, uh, LOL, or as we know, Lake of Lamb. Uh, yes. Lamau, <laughs> there are still a few scenes that actually make me laugh out loud, despite the fact that I've seen them innumerable times. Okay, so let's do the math here. Uh, because I was looking, I was on IMDb, because um, I watched I watched a clip. That, that's what the wifey and I have been doing. We've been watching a couple of clips of, uh, of The Office on YouTube, and there was this one scene where uh, Steve Carell's character and... Michael Scott. Yes, Michael Scott and Jane were hosting a dinner party. Jan. 
Jan? Yeah. Jan Levinson. His wife. Oh, he marries her. Uh, well, girlfriend. Okay. I was about to say you almost spoiled it. I plan on watching the show. It's new still, isn't it? So um, I just had him like, who the fuck is she? I've never seen her before. So I go to IMDb. So I know, I believe, because I saw like Pam and Jim's character, they were in 188 episodes. So you've watched it seven times. So you've seen it. You've seen a thousand episodes approximately. Yes, but to be fair, probably like the last like six months or so, I'll just pick and choose. Oh, so you find episodes, episodes that you're like, oh, yeah, okay, like dude, one. there's one episode, and you should watch it in order. But man, there's one episode called the Gay Witch Hunt, where they find out that an employee is gay, and there's a scene where he calls a meeting, Michael Scott, uh, uh, Steve Carell, and he wants to show how much he loves gay people, and he improvs. In reality, he does an improv scene of forcing a kiss onto this gay employee and they decide to run with it and they show the reactions of everyone else in the meeting who have no idea this is happening and then now, now they're watching this the most uncomfortable like mouth rape <laughs> dude the fucking show I will say the first time I watched this series mm-hmm. I fucking laughed my balls off dude every clip that I see on YouTube it has me dying so now I keep going because uh, I have everything but Netflix, right? So, but now you're telling me I have to, I have to get Netflix. I got to watch this. Yeah, I would. You, I mean, dude, like you could probably. We're in the slow season at work. You know, you could probably binge through it during your free trial. Oh yeah, that's actually good. But I don't want to do that while I'm at work. I want to watch it with the wifey. Oh okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, because she she's like fascinated by the show too. It's very interesting because then I've been watching like these character development. Uh, like exposés on YouTube, where what's his name? Uh, Andy. Yeah, they've they completely changed his character and how he went from Andy to Drew after he punched that hole in the wall. That was only yeah, but they they originally made him as like a bad guy. Yeah, and then he was supposed to be off the show after that episode, right. and they loved him so much, the producers and the writers, that they were like, no, we have to reinvent him. Yeah, and the same thing with Michael Scott. How in the first. I, the I, whole first season is yeah, not he had like a, slick back hair yeah. and he looked like a real fucking dirtbag greaseball. Yeah. He looked like a car salesman. The first season, I would say, is more sad than comedy. Well, it seemed like they were going after that like dark comedy yes, that it exactly. originally had yep. in the European version with Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, there's not many shows I would actually recommend. Like, if we look at the pantheon of my favorite TV shows, right. The Office. Is probably number one, dude. Really? Yeah. Um, and that includes comedy, drama, action, whatever. Okay. Probably The Office is number one. The Shield. Shield is great. Uh, with my boy Vic Mackey. King of the Hill. King of the Hill is probably number two. That's another where I've watched the series to completion several times. Okay. And maybe like a distant family guy. Okay. I'm... It's funny because like during movies, video games, I'm pretty easy to please. TV shows, not so much. Right. I'm like six episodes into Breaking Bad. I'm like 79 or 80% of the way through. I don't know why I picked 79. <laughs> I'm 82.3% of the way through Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Terrible. These shows just will lose me at some point, and yeah. I just never get back on the train. Though Fucking Office, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You, you, you should force yourself. To watch Breaking Bad. I know. I know. I hear how great it is. It's just, I, that's one of those shows I have to be in the mood. Yeah. And then you should also force yourself to never finish 
Sons of Anarchy. Because <laughs> that shit is fucking terrible. I have no desire to go back. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So fucking stupid. Uh, so, Jack, what a <laughs> Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I got... Oh, it's not even on time. Hold on. Oh, yeah, it is on time. Oh, I'm good. a fucking idiot. Well, good thing we got a week. <clears throat> I'm curious to know what people think of our new uh, release schedule. And uh, I think we should throw out there that we appreciate your patience with us uh, having to skip that week for being sick and, and moving the show now to uh, to Mondays. Yes, yeah, so we apologize, but man, does it make it a lot easier. Um, yeah, and we're all about us. We don't care about the listeners. Yes, of course, because yeah. if we're not happy, we don't make exceptional content exactly like this. Um, mm. So we have a great gameplay session lined up. Uh what is going to happen with Citadel? So many questions. Oh, yes. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. I would like to propose a toast. My favorite part of one. This toast goes out. How do I want to word this? This toast goes out to people who feel like they are so self-important in the wrong situations. I think that's the way I want to put it. Okay. So like most of my toasts, I'm in the gas station. You spend a lot of time in the gas station. I think most people do. Most people go to gas. Now, I'm one of the rare exceptions that goes in and pays cash for my gas to get the extra three cents off. (laughs) Are you taking that out of your social security check? (laughs) What are you doing? I'm on a fixed income. (laughs) I, uh... Yeah, I, I want to save my schmeckles, yeah. you know. <laughs> Maximize that SSI. Good, <laughs> good. But, uh, yeah, so I, I often find myself inside the gas station, which is where I often encounter, like, the slags that fucking order copious amounts of, of lotto tickets. Mm. Last night, uh, there was a particularly egregious situation. I'm standing in line, again, behind some fucking mutt buying their lottery tickets, and this dude comes marching in. Now, I already know, as soon as the guy flings the door open with reckless abandon, I already know I do not like this man. Yeah. He's wearing one of those fake Carhartt jackets with the leather patches on the elbows. It's like a forest green color. Uh, so he's like the uh, professor of the construction world. Exactly. But uh-huh. he's wearing like a like a bone-colored, uh, simian braille, bone-colored uh, like turtleneck underneath it. Oh, he's a real douche. And... I don't remember his pants, but he has a pair of what I what I suspect are driving gloves hanging out of his pocket. One hanging out of his pocket, one in his hand, and he's waving around like he's about to challenge. Are you serious? Like he's about to challenge somebody to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now did, at, by the end of this, did you see what car he drove? Yes, but you're going to save that because I'm curious to know. Well, let's place bets now. Uh, what kind of car? <sighs> Oh man, I hate to say it, but I feel like I feel like he had a Jeep. Okay. So <clears throat> he if comes in. He had in. a Jeep. I'm selling both of my Jeeps. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. If that's how the story ends. So now people are standing in line. One person is making a purchase in front of me. I'm next in line. It's dead quiet in there. You just hear the boop, 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 boop of the lottery machine. All of a sudden, the door flings open. I look and I see this man, and he comes walking in, and he starts with a. <gasps> Oh, exasperated. Oh, oh, what's going on with the with the machine outside? And now, the, one would think, based on like his 
entrance into this place that like gasoline would be fucking flowing all over the place. Right. And on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the machine is spitting out liquid flame. Napalm is shooting out yeah, towards like, people. Like your ass. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Like my aggressive bowel movements. There we go. Uh, <laughs> what's going on with the machine outside? And the boop, boop, boop now stops and the man looks up. I'm sorry, sir. What? 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 The, the, the machine outside. What, I come here every day. First of all, let's let's start there. Yes. As soon as I hear I come here every day, yeah. I think fuckface. That's what I think because it turns out everyone goes somewhere every day. I go to that gas station every day. You know what I don't do? Act like a scumbag. Yes. Anyway, I, I'm sorry, sir. I don't understand. I, it asked me for my PIN number. I don't know my PIN number. Point number two. Mm-hmm. That's a you problem. Yes. And I always put in my zip code. And he's just flailing his arms like a wild chicken with his fucking driving dual glove floating <laughs> in the breeze and his dumb turtleneck. So uh, so the, the clerk is like, I, 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 he's trying to boop, 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 trying to help this fucking degenerate in front of me with their fucking lotto tickets. I'm just standing there. He's like, what? Is somebody going to help me? Is, is, is Saji still here? Does he still own the place? Who? I'm sorry, Saji. Saji or Haji or some shit. I don't know what his name was. Saji. Does he still own the place? Yeah. And the guy's like, what? what? Saji, does he still own the place? I, I tell him I'm here. What's wrong with this machine? So the guy's like, maybe I can go outside and help you. <laughs> and now he does the most egregious thing of this entire encounter. He starts doing that thing where he looks around to the other people standing in line looking for validation for his douchebaggery. And he's like, oh, oh, see, his arms are all out and he's, he's got this wide-eyed, like he's a burn victim, <laughs> look on his face. Oh, see? And he looks right at me and here's what he gets in return. Oh, I, I, I fucking love <laughs> Just that the look. Dead, the dead face. Yes, yes. <laughs> so they go outside. Within seconds... The guy is back inside of the counter, finishes the, I'm sorry. Now he's going to apologize to everybody yeah, in line. Yeah, of course. And so, not, not for him having to leave, but basically now he's apologizing for, for that asshole's behavior. Yeah, for the last 45 seconds of torture. Yeah. So now I have to rush through my purchase because now I have to see what this gentleman is driving. And it is one of those pretentious pretending to be expensive, but probably not if I had to guess sobs. Oh, what a cunt. What an Is that an a, Like, I don't know anything no, about that, sobs. That's a fair, I mean, they, they're kind of pricey, but yeah, they're like the... But they're not like the ultimate driving machine, BMW. It, no. Yeah. No. I would put them... And I'm not a big... Um, uh, what's the way to explain this? I'm not really big into, like, European cars... But I would put them like under Volvo. Okay. Right. And then under Volvo. Under Volvo. And then I would put Volvo under like the big three, right? BMW, Audi, and Mercedes. So you think it goes, where's Volkswagen fit into this? Volkswagen would probably be under or aligned with Saab. Okay. So I think the big three, right? Audi, BMW, Mercedes. And then underneath that would be Volvo. And then Saab. Volkswagen, probably interchangeable in my mind. Yeah. That and sounds out, right to me. Yeah, and outside of that, there are no other European cars. So I'm walking out, and he's he's pumping his premium gas. Fucking asshole. And I'm just staring at him as I walk out with his fucking driving gloves. Now, can I just point out, Yes. since you pay cash, yes. let me 
as as a uh, as as a, a statement of fact. So when I go to the gas station, <clears throat> I don't pay cash. I use my card, and you nailed it one hundred percent. That is a you problem, my man, because he, with his fat fucking fingers, he probably did it with his driving gloves on. <laughs> Push the wrong button because it asks you, are you using a credit card? And it says in big letters, yes or no. Right. If you want to put in your zip code, you hit yes. And if you want to put in your pin, you hit no. Right. The only person who should be allowed or authorized, IMHO, in my humble opinion. Uh, of course. Of course. Lamau. To, right. to wear driving gloves is Jason Statham. He has earned the right to wear driving gloves. Uh, can we put fighter pilots in that also? Yes, but I'm talking about people that drive cars. Oh, drive cars. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. If Yeah, if you're not driving in a circle at 200 miles an hour, <laughs> you, you, you shouldn't have gloves on. <laughs> There's no need for it because your cunty sob probably has a heating steering wheel. Or if you're a lady because their hands get cold in the wintertime. I, I'll give no. ladies a pass. We're we're all equal these days. No, fuck fuck the ladies in their hands. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. Put some fucking meat on those fingers. And warm up. That's true. Uh, Even though I'm not gonna lie, my fucking toes are frozen right now. Do you have the heater on? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's okay. just the heater for some odd reason. The way the the fins are on the heater, it, it's directed straight at my balls. That's why I have to keep <laughs> leaning back, <laughs> trying try to get my feet warmed up. Uh, I have never. <laughs> been so agitated that I lash out at other human beings in oh. a in a in a uh, a retail setting. I've had returns denied for various reasons. Okay. I've been charged restocking fees when I wasn't aware there was a restocking fee. I have gone through all the trials and tribulations that a normal human nose breather goes through when conducting commerce in a free market society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Never once have I even come close to lashing out at somebody. Sir, I'm sorry, we can't return this because of X, Y, and Z. Here's my reaction. In my mind, fuck. Yeah. Outward uh, expressions. Oh, man. All right, thanks anyway. Yeah, and at the very worst, if you feel like your experience was bad, you're like, I'm never shopping here again. Right. And that's usually inside thought. Yeah. And rarely does that even come up because usually if something goes wrong, it's usually my fault. I don't think I've ever had an encounter where I was like, no, they misread the policy or they made up a policy because they were being lazy. I don't think that's actually ever happened to me. Maybe, but I don't think so. But for me to walk in and be like, I come here every day. Yeah. When I was a kid and I worked at Target, that was, do you have Gillette for men? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in this aisle over here. This is the foam. I want the gel. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry we're sold out. <laughs> well, I shop here every day. I spent thousands of dollars. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. It's we, it's still out of stock. You know what? I'm going to Walmart. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who cares? Over foam versus gel. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's how people are. It's fucking crazy. It is fucking crazy, and it is the the. Was that your ass or was that like the no, brakes think, of a car? No, I think it was a chicken across oh. the street. <laughs> uh, people acting like that is the harbinger for the mm. downfall of society. 
yeah, why can't we just act orderly? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to the Apple store in the mall. And when I don't get my way, I'm demanding to speak with Tim Cook. You know what? The Apple store is the one time, the one time I lost my shit. And I apologized for it the next day. I Wait, made. You an, went back to the Apple store and apologized? Yes. I made an appointment with a genius. Uh, I had gotten the when the iPhone six came out. I had ordered myself the luxurious yeah, iPhone yeah. six plus. Okay. Day two of having the phone, it bricked. Two days in, yeah, a faulty something or other inside the phone. Okay. So I made an appointment with the genius, and they're like, yeah, come right in uh, on this date and time. It was towards the end of the night. I get there ten minutes early. I go to walk in, and there's a security guard standing at the door. I go to open the door, and he stops it with his hand and pushes it back closed. And I like kind of like, uh, like fall back because I wasn't expecting him to do that. Uh, I knock on the window, and he cracks the door just a little bit. I'm sorry, shall we closing? Uh, I have an appointment in 10 minutes. You're not closing for another half hour. <coughs> Ooh. Why would he do that? Oh, that was you. Hot pockets. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> what flavor was the hot pocket? Ham and cheddar. Come on. Okay. Okay. You look like a meatball kind of a guy. I'm a meatball or pepperoni. Yeah. Maybe sausage. Yeah. You know? Do you get like a fucking crazy ones like the jalapeno chicken no, with I don't fucking do that. broccoli? It's and bad enough, dude, that my ass is going to be liquefied. I don't want it burning mm. and liquefied. Yeah. Uh, the guy wouldn't let me in. And I'm showing him my phone. I'm like, I have an appointment in 10 minutes. Like, it's not even now. I'm right. early. We not let anybody else in. Dude, and I fucking went crazy. So to be fair, I guess... If I'm going to throw stones, I have to uh, be honest with myself. But the next day, I went back and I explained what had happened, and I wanted to apologize to the security guard for screaming at him like a fucking maniac because I'm almost seven feet tall. He was probably a little scared. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest, uh, so I'm surprised I, because the, the mall that we use, this wasn't in the mall. It's a freestanding store in uh, somewhere in the Palisades. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Because right. I would have thought for sure that we would have called the fucking cops on you. Because for some weird reason, like there's no crime up here, but they have the fucking police in the mall. Yes, that's weird. It's fucking strange. There's an Apple store in the mall? No, I was just saying oh, oh, that oh, because oh. I just wanted to invoke the name of Tim Cook. That might be their headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, where can we put the police station? <laughs> oh, J.C. Penny went out of business. <laughs> you can use that. Oh, man, here's where Spencer Gifts used to be. Yeah, okay. Just move all the dildos over. <laughs> Open up a police station. Instead of batons, they have massagers. <laughs> so, uh, to self-righteous pricks, mm. I salute you. There you go. Let's play D&D. &D. Let's do it. It's D&D. &D. Oh, wait, what are you doing on the other side of the uh, of the gameplay? Oh, shit balls. Whoa. Fuck me, side saddle. Yeah. I completely forgot. There we go. Shit the bed. Hmm. Uh, I received in the mail something that I kickstarted a while ago. It is a, I guess the best way to describe this is a, a campaign Bible uh, for a game master or dungeon master. Um, and it, it is uh, by uh, Material Components. It's called the Hero Book GM, and I just want to do a quick little review on it uh, on the other side of the gameplay. It's D&D! I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons! 
So you see Citadel, like you're kind of like rubbing the, the dusties out of your eyes, the My sleepies, man. and you're looking out the window and you just see this tremendous warforged marching down like the main street in your general direction. Uh, it's being chased by several people and several people are running from it. I, I would, the image that I get, it's like town folk are running from it. Right. And Thunder Force are running. Correct. Back. And for some reason, even though he's not nearly this big, all I can picture is like Godzilla <laughs> marching down the center square. <laughs> okay. But he's not that big. Right. Um, so let's start. Let's just do this one step at a time. Give me a perception check. Sixteen. Okay. As you're looking out the window, I would say you're probably like on the second or third floor, right? You're elevated from street level, I would think. Right. So you're looking down at this. The first thing I would say that you notice is that Citadel is not the same color scheme that you remember. So... Citadel is like a silvery plate right. with like a dark wood wiring in between the plates. This almost looks like he's like a brass or bronze color. And it might... What would you roll? A 16. Okay. So you can tell from the torch lights and the, the lamps, the oil lamps on the streets, while it may be casting a, a, a slightly more yellow hue, his plates are definitely bronze. What about his eyes? They are almost like a purple color. So unlike anything that I've seen. Right. What the fuck is going on? Harrison is just dumbstruck. He's just staring as if it's like like he's sleepwalking. Right. He can't believe what he's seeing right now. But he's taking into account what you're explaining, right? That it looks different. And I think it's, it's lending to the fact where it's adding in his mind to the idea that maybe this isn't real. So he's watching this unfold. Okay. And as of right, he's not doing anything. His like mouth is agape, just kind of staring like, what the fuck is happening? So as you're watching, you feel a soft hand on your right shoulder. Startles me? I would think so, probably. Instinctively, Harrison will shrug his right shoulder and look over his shoulder you see the very familiar three women standing with you in the room I take a sharp breath what happened and uh, the girl in the red hair finding the traveler's armor is most important indeed. And then the blonde-haired one kind of comes on your left flank and puts a hand on your shoulder. The armor is everything that you would ever need. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. I think it's great. I found the armor. What's wrong with Citadel? So the brunette um, kind of walks past all three of you 
and pulls the shades all the way open, really, like, so you can see. And this citadel-looking thing on the ground is just starting to hit people. And you notice that he doesn't have a warhammer. He has a battle axe. And he's chopping at people. And these Thunder Force are not very effective at hurting this thing. Uh, this is the girl in the in the brunette. She looks back after looking out the window and says, uh, your companion isn't everything that you think. And then the redhead finishes the sentence. You think he can help you swim, but we're afraid he'll make you sink. Fuck these rhymes and riddles. As you're watching, another citadel-looking being emerges from what? somewhere off in the distance. And then a third. And then a fourth. And within minutes, there's dozens of them just rampaging through the town. Listen to your armor. It won't lead you astray. And then the redhead points to all of the citadel-looking creatures on the street. But follow him. He might lead you away. And you wake up. And I wake up. So you kind of like, and sit up in your bed. You're in your room by yourself. The sun is just starting to come over the horizon. And I would imagine you probably jump over to the window. Yes. And it looks like business as usual. People are opening up their shops. No dead bodies. Nope. No thunder force on high alert. No patrols on the streets. That were unusual or like above and beyond what I had seen before? No. I, I just like repeat the words. Won't lead you astray. And uh, I grab the, the compass. Because I think this will be the first time that Harrison looks at the compass not being in the water. So I, I, I look at the compass to see if the hands are still spinning. No. So now it's pointing in a direction. Yes. What direction would that be? It is pointing more or less northwest. Northwest. So if you were to look at the maps that you have. Right. It's possible. North, here's what's northwest of you. Zooming out, uh, the Imperial Capital is the first real notable thing that's to the northwest. And... The continent of Napia is also to the northwest. Of course. Uh, Three Towns is slightly northwest of you. North Ridge is slightly northwest of you. Steel Star Ridge is slightly northwest of you. Hang on. So, North Ridge is notable because that's where you hail from. Steel Star Ridge is notable because there's a portal there. And Three Towns is notable because that's where... Yeah, the old woman. Right. And then off to the northwest, far off in the ocean, somewhere is Napia. Which is important because that was one of the parchments that were in the yes. in the bag. Oh, God. Now, unrelated to that, Directly due north is Tassona, which was uh, where 
you were dispatched to by the Empire. And past that to the north is Windspell Forest, which has a portal there somewhere. I, I, I almost feel like this compass is going to become like a nervous tick for Harrison. He, he's just going to become not obsessed like with Jack it. Jack Sparrow. But he, yeah, yeah, he's constantly going to be checking the compass. He, he he puts the compass away knowing that it's it's almost pointing in the direction from which he just came from. And how do you put it away? Just for canon purposes. Do you plug it empty into like so you have like a little ch- like a gold chain hanging or right. do you let it dangle? No, 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 no. So I'll secure it on the on the okay. left breast of the uh, the armor. Um and then like you said, the just a chain that dangles from the right across. Harrison, he in his mind, he's going to continue it, once he once he leaves Facebuyer, he's going to continue to the north. Okay. Um, and now maybe with a little more haste than he had originally thought. There's just a couple of loose ends that he feels like he really needs to tie up. Dude, where's Star? Because he fell off the bridge with me. All right. How long was my journey from the uh, the cabin with the uh, the fucking cannibal? About a day. Now it's important to note that Star has never left the mountains. What do you mean? He oh, was, in his life, he's right. never left. Yeah, the mountains. he was born and raised in the mountains, so he would have. You at least had a general direction of you knew where you had to go. Star. While you probably told him, yeah, we're going over here, you know, during general conversation, even though you've never been in this part of the world, it's kind of like if if you airdropped into Utah, you would more or less know which way you had to start moving to get back to New York. Right. Star probably doesn't have that. If he survived the fall. Yeah. And, And when the bridge collapsed, the river that we fell in, that's the river that leads towards the gorge. One of them, yes. One of what? I'm sorry. One of the rivers. There's a network of rivers through the, like through the wilderness. Okay. Um, that open up into lakes and, like, you ended up getting lucky, because the, the when the lake opened up, there were two rivers you could have followed. You picked one that happened to bring you to the the lumber mill, which right. brought you to Facebire. Okay. So it's possible if Star survived, it's possible he went upriver. Right, or he followed along the other river. Right. Okay. Is that like a timer for me? <laughs> no. And a meteor strikes the <laughs> earth. All of a sudden, I had my hands on the table and I felt like my hands were vibrating. Okay. I, I think reluctantly so, Harrison is going to. He's going to hope the best for Star. And... I so don't want to do that. Well... No. What are you going to say? I was going to say, you, you have a couple of options. You could head due north. We could meet back up with this Howard guy. Because um, obviously, there's some reason you wanted to make sure he was taken care of. And you haven't really explained that to me. So that's that's if you have some other machinations that you have working. 
We could also head back west into the mountains to where we last left Citadel. Yeah, but I'd have to... First of all, how am I even going to get across? Because I thought about that, right. but how am I getting across? Because that bridge has collapsed. Yeah, you'd have to... And it's been such a short period of time that I can't imagine... There's no way they're reconstructing that bridge. So that that's right. that's they're out. probably in the very early phases of like drafting it and figuring out how much material they're going to need. Right. Um, so that that that's pretty much out. And if it's anything like the uh, the World Trade Center, it's going to be 20 years before that bridge gets right. fucking built. You also could, even though you don't have any of this purple tobacco on you anymore, you could head back to the Imperial City, get your hands on this purple tobacco and uh, try and communicate with your armor. And again, I think in order to get back to the Imperial City, I, I would still... Uh, ultimately, heading north is going to be the way to go. Yeah, you right. can still get there. You would... Um, are you looking to go to the portal? Is that what you're looking to do? Yeah, that's my ultimate goal. Okay, so if you were to head north to uh, Windspell Forest, assuming that you can find this, this portal... Uh, you could then head west to F Fairpoint, which is a port town, which would lead you back to the Imperial City. Right. And then I want to find these fucking bandits. Well, the bandits... I mean, technically, they could be anywhere. But at least you know they would have to have stopped, if not still be camped out somewhere... Somewhere in the area, um, you could go north to uh, Bygard. You could go southeast to Port Anchor. You could just explore the wilds, looking for signs of them. Well, here's what I think I'm going to do. All right, Harrison's going to gather his things. And he is... All right, I'm going to seek an audience with uh, Valmore to Tori. Okay. Um, so you head out of the town uh, to the outskirts to the barracks. Uh, you let the Thunder Force know that you're coming, and Valmar is more than happy to see you again. And um, you, you know, you sit down in his office. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah. And when he comes in, very excited to see you. Oh, I'm glad to see that you're okay. And he puts a hand on your shoulder. How are you feeling? Yeah, better. Thank you. Good. We, we thought we lost you. I thought I was lost. Um, my business is is almost concluded here in your beautiful city. Um, I was wondering, though, if you would be able to spare me a small group of Thunder Force. I don't know if I mentioned before, but I had a traveling companion when the when the bridge collapsed. And I, I really just want to... I'm compelled to give it one final search to see if I can locate my friend. Of course, yeah. Uh, how many do you need? Uh, two, three max. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'll give you my most seasoned men. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, your business is concluded in the gorge? Uh, as of now, yes. Uh, was it imperial business down there, or were you just coming to visit? Oh, this was no personal visit. Everything okay? Is there anything that we need to know about? Um... As of now, there's nothing to raise an alarm. Give me a deception check. 21. Okay. He's like, oh, all right. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I'll have my men meet you at the gate. Thank you. Do you need a horse? Oh, that that would be great. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Anything we could do for you? Because I really, I have no money. Right. <laughs> it just dawned on me. Like, I completely forgot that when I fell, I lost pretty much everything. <laughs> oh, by the way, we took care of that brandy and egg sandwiches you bought. Uh, we, we paid back the... <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> All right, so he gives you uh, three men. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to backtrack the way that I came in, and I'm going to try to get myself to where... Um, are you leaving? Oh. I'm done. I've had enough. Just work my way back to, you know, where the cannibal was. And then from there... To the water's edge, where I remember coming to. Okay. And then I'm going to start... I'm either going to try to gauge myself, like, how far I felt as though I drifted down the river from where the bridge was that broke. You know, that I fell from. Well, you'll probably be able to walk up river till you find remnants of the bridge. That should be easy enough. All right, so then that's the plan. I'm going to walk back along the riverside to see from where the bridge had, had, you know, where we fell from the bridge to where I came to. Were there any splits? Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if there were any other splits in the river, because then that's going to be the direction that I'm going to head down. Okay. So uh, you are furnished with three Thunder Force uh, for all intents and purposes. We have Clint, Histril, Dachshund, Voltara, and Frankfurt Luxenhall. Oh, I like Frankfurt. That's a strong name. <laughs> and uh, Clint and Frankfurt are both humans. Dachshund is a dwarf. Okay. Obviously all on horseback. Yes. Okay. And we're setting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we head out. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get yeah. this through here. Um, yeah. So we set out, and then, like I said, we're gonna work our way towards like where that uh, that lumber camp was. Yep. Um, and then from there, work our way to the river. All right. And then, as a group of four, head in the direction from where the uh, the explosion was in the bridge. All right. So I would say on horseback, um, we're leaving early in the morning. This is much faster. Uh, and Clint is actually from Facepire, so he knows some little shortcuts and ins and outs and what have yous to get you there. So I would say within almost three quarters of a day, okay. we are back to the lake. If you remember where you set up camp, you could see remnants of your old camp, old and out, but not disturbed. So nobody else has been through here that you can tell. Right. And we're going to start heading upriver from when you were unconscious and drifting. Yeah, up until the point where I can see if there was, like, another river that might have broken off this main river. So my mind... Here, right, we yeah, picture- I know what you're saying. So you start heading upriver, and we actually start seeing pieces of the bridge. Um, and, you know, the the Thunder Force are kind of commenting on what they see. Oh, you know, there's pieces of the bridge. Here's this, here's that. Uh, and as you travel upriver, there are no splits 
maybe find one or two small tributaries that don't really lead anywhere. Um, because remember, rivers always converge. They never diverge. Yes. Very important lesson. <laughs> That's awesome. Because if there's one thing DeBrin has, <laughs> it is the laws of rivers. <laughs> uh, so we get to where you feel relatively comfortable. The bridge has collapsed. Give me an investigation check. An eight. All right. So, so far, you see no signs of star. Okay. That's who we're looking for, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to continue up. Maybe he made a right when you made a left, that kind of a thing. He zigged when you zagged. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm just going in the either the... Because Harrison's thought was if if the bridge explodes, we fall down into this river, um, and then we're carried by the current. If there was a split, and let's say I went one way, he went the other. I'm just basically going to track in the opposite direction that I came from. Right? right. Does that make yep. sense? Yep. Um, covering the ground that you didn't previously cover. Exactly. Yeah. So as you, uh, would you camp at night or would you push through the night? Uh, as long as uh, these Thunder Force are willing, I'm pushing through the night. They are aware that they, you outrank them, so nobody's going to complain. Okay. At least not yet. Right. So uh, I would say into the early hours of the evening, uh, Dachshund kind of stops you. Sir, there's uh, something here. What do you say? And his little dwarf body hops off of his pony. So cute. And waddles over, and he finds remnants of a camp. Uh, more or less just a couple of fish carcasses um, and an old fire pit, all very cold. Okay. Good eye, Doxon. Thank you. I rolled a 12. Uh, uh, not that obviously Harrison is not a tracker or anything like that, but he looks around to see if there's any like obvious footsteps, at least in the direction that he can uh, so try to gauge. I would say between the three of you working together, give me a survival check with a plus two. Thirteen. Uh, so you end up finding some tracks that head kind of as of right now in like a southwestern direction okay okay uh maybe we'll camp here for the night gentlemen okay uh you don't have anything to refill right you're you're normal no no no, no i'm normal all right uh are we gonna do anything at night sleep okay yeah outside of that i'm not So as you fall asleep, you get blurry, um, but intense, if that makes any sense, um, visions of the three sisters, and they are standing on top of the water of Lake Debrin. Okay. And you wake up. So it's, it's fleeting images, but it 
it's it's not one of those things where when you wake up, you're like, oh man, I was dreaming. What was that dream of? Like you remember seeing them standing on top of the river. They're not doing anything. They're just almost as if they were looking at you. And nothing spit like specific enough that I know that it's Lake Debrin, but not specific enough that I know exactly where on Lake Debrin they were standing. I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. At this point, I think for for Harrison, like none of this comes as a surprise. So it's one of those like he'll just keep it filed in his memory bank. You know? Okay. And he, he obviously already knows about that there's something going on with, with you know, that under Lake Debrin. Right. It's just another calling. The compass, you yeah. know, the parchments, the three sisters are back. Why not? <laughs> Fucking bitches. <laughs> so, uh, I would think we uh, we get up early, we break camp, and then we start heading southwest. All right. So we're going to follow what we think is a trail. Yeah, whatever direction those footsteps are heading, if there's a path or, you know, we can kind of right. discern like a general idea as to the direction, that, that's that's where we're going to go. All right. Give me uh, investigation. Twelve. So I would say uh, you got the 12? Yeah, yeah, 12. All right. So as uh, you take a break, whatever, you're kind of following broken limbs, broken branches, whatever, like little telltale signs. Right. Could be an animal, whatever. So I would say that Clint, Dachshund, and Frankfurt are maybe behind you somewhere looking at some, digging through the dirt, looking for something. You are off on another side looking, and you notice a footprint that must belong to Citadel. It is very heavy, very deep in the mud for a footprint. It's not like it goes down like three feet, but it's a deep impression. And whatever path you were following ended up converging with Citadel. How many of these footprints do I see? Uh... How many sets of footprints or how many actual footprints? All right, right. Let me reword that. So it's it's one war-forged set of footprints. How far does it go? Like, I just picked up this trail and I could see for the foreseeable distance that... Yeah, it's kind of meandering somewhere in the distance, continuing in, like, a western direction. And this is a heavily wooded area. Yes. is The footprints are walking... Are walking west, or it was walking towards my direction. Uh, if like you if were I'm following it, would it be? Did it pass through where I am, or I would actually be following? You would be it? following behind it. Okay. Now, is it on a path, or it's in the woods? Uh, it's in the woods. So you're starting to see like trees, kind of leaning. Like he was kind of like pushing his way through. Right. <laughs> All right, so I, I get back on my horse, and um, I don't say anything to the under, the you know the three thunder force. What a great gameplay Ooh. session! What a great gameplay session! I I am going to take this moment to pat myself on the back. I think mm -hmm. the armor that I have crafted for you is yeah. awesome. I will second that. I will also pat you on the back. Thank you. 
with a gloved hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am a big fan of that armor. So, uh, for those of you who are unaware, uh, when we started crafting this campaign, uh, you made it very clear that you didn't want to be like an all powerful character and you wanted like hard limitations on your abilities. Right. Well, actually, I was saying that in hopes that you were like, no, 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 let's make you all powerful. But that it blew up in my face. So now look at me. They call me old. They used to call me literal kid back in back in the day. The literal kid. Um, so rather, my original idea was to give you any spell you wanted, but you would actually have to find the components for the spell. And I started diving into the 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 player's handbook, and I was looking at like. To cast this spell, you need a twig from a tree that was struck by lightning. And I'm like, okay, so am I, like, for the story purpose, am I going to have a fucking lightning bolt strike a tree just by coincidence so you can fucking get your material components to cast this? Like, it becomes laborsome at some point. Right. You need a a copper piece embedded into a diamond worth at least 10,000 gold and then mixed with the blood of a whale. Like, I'm not doing all that. Or a gully dwarf. Or a fucking gully dwarf. Huh. So instead, what I decided to do was give you craft this armor that becomes one with you, and you use your abilities by way of the armor. Sorry, you had a look on your face, I thought. Well, I got excited because I heard something, and I see the recycling is out. Yeah, no. A couple days I had a schedule for Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Um... Don't be sorry. Be better. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so I decided to craft this armor where each piece of it gives you a different set of abilities. And it's going to be fun to see how, what wild and wacky ways you get into uh, using it. Compass. Oh, it's very exciting. Very steampunk. Yeah. Which no, is I accidental. like it. Accidental. I didn't really mean for it to come out as steampunk, but as I was describing it, I was like, this is kind of steampunkish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the goggles. Yeah, as soon as you see goggles, fucking steampunk. Yeah. I just need a big top hat. Right. Yeah. And lots of brass. Mm. So, uh, many moons ago, I kickstarted this uh, this thing by Material Components, uh, the Hero Book GM. And basically, it is... Like a journal on steroids for running a campaign. And I really like it. So because I like it so much, I'm going to go through the things I do not like first. Now, real quick, how would I find that on Kickstarter? Like, what, what do I search? Uh, Hero Book GM. All one word? Uh, <clears throat> maybe Hero Book Space GM. Or the company Material Components, perhaps? Ah, uh, Yes. You found it? Yep, I just got it. Excellent. So I was going to order two on account of we're running two campaigns. Uh, But my first critique about this, which I guess is kind of a subjective critique, it is very clearly designed specifically for D&D. It's got like the first, I would say... 
Not I, not I would say. I'll tell you exactly. Uh, the first roughly 50 pages or so are all D&D quick reference rules. So it's a D&D book, which is fine. We play D&D, so that works out. But like, if I wanted to get one for like Warhammer or eventually when the time comes, Shadowrun, Vampire, right. Cthulhu, whatever we end up playing, uh, this would not be as effective. So it's no, a minor, this, is, this is D&D specific. Yes. So minor critique one. Minor critique two. And I say this because uh, understanding why they did this, the binding, I despise. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because I was about to shit on it. Yeah. Uh, so there is no spine of this book. It is just the pages with like a string uh, kind of woven through the the spine of the book in lieu of like an actual binding spine. Which the original intent on the Kickstarter was to have it be an open back book. And I think we should put this out on, uh, look how fucking nice it looks on the way that they're advertising it. Right. And then on yours, it looks like it's like a piece of fucking thread that they just glued on the back to try to hold it together. Yeah. Now, I understand why they did it. If there was an actual spine on the book, you would not be able to open it all the way. Um, but there's got to be a better solution than... It looks like it's unfinished. Yes, it does. It looks like somebody tore the back of the book off. Right. Like, I don't know why they couldn't just maybe make the cover loop around and just not secure it to the spine so you would at least have something covering this up. Uh, but regardless, my other issue with it, I think what you should do is take, get glue and put glue on the back and then print out pictures of like hentai. Ooh. And then, yeah, put yeah, that on the yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would go over well. Uh, and then my final cr- critique. Crib? Wow. We've been pretty good this episode. Yeah. I'm going with Glenn this time. Oh, yes, the power. He fucked you. Dude, that's like three times in a row that he's burned you. Eight. Your favorite number. He's out to get you. Yeah, he is. Uh, My final critique is overall the art style of the book I despise. What do you mean? So the cover actually looks kind of cool. If you could see it. I I don't remember if I chose that or not. I might have chose the the black on black action. Oh, so you think that they had different um, I think styles? So. <clears throat> uh, okay. But there's a, there's actually a cool like logo on the front, but you can't see it because it's a black cover, and the imagery on it is also black, so you can't see it. But even more egregious than that is the artwork on the inside of the book. So I just opened up to a random page, the first artwork that I saw, and here's what I'm looking at. Is that like a giant pile of shit in a chair on the left? <laughs> so it's a black and white animation of a grizzly bear, a fox, an antelope, a raccoon, and a bunny sitting around a table playing D&D in like a child book style artwork. Here's another random page. It looks like, uh, remember the old Lord of the Rings cartoon from the 70s? Yes. It looks like them playing D&D and LARPing with an umbrella as a sword. And just sporadically throughout this book are just random pictures and they're all just terrible. Yeah, why even bother putting it in the book? And can I point out something? So I'm on their uh, their Kickstarter. 
Yeah, like what the fuck is that? Anyway, um, I'm on that Kickstarter. They have six different colors. And one of them is Obsidian, which is black. But when you take a look at like when you choose to order, the the graphics on the cover are supposed to be gold. Mm. So I think they probably cheaped out for profit. And right. they just wanted to go with one one color on the cover. Yeah. Uh, other than that... <clears throat> Sure. Other than that, uh, it's got a table of contents uh, pre-printed, and then it's also got a table of contents that you write yourself. So if you leave notes, maps, etc., you can notate what page those are on. So let's say that I'm creating, uh, and I actually started using this uh, last night, creating a, a quest. I'm sorry. Can we just can we just pause really quick? Yes. Uh, in my phone under settings, under Siri and search, uh, do me a favor. The listen for Hey Siri is turned off. Mm. Yes. How did Siri say, I'm sorry, I didn't get that? They're watching us. That's what's going on. Look, I, I demand to speak with Tim Cook. I think. I Here's what I think. I think... Those guys from Dungeons and Randomness and or those guys from Critical Role are listening in on us, trying to take our trade secrets. That's what it is. Fucking assholes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, then, it's, like I said, it's got about 50 pages of quick reference. Um, then it's got several random table generators, NPC attributes, NPC names. Here's a great picture. Look at this one. Oh, are we serious? It's a bunch of kids wearing pajamas. Like, what, what is what is that, Halloween? I guess. Uh, so, like, the, the NPC names will be great, because usually, like, when we run a, a, a session, I'll have Fantasy Name Generator pulled up mm -hmm. with a list of names, and uh, as you meet people, unless they're integral to the story, I'm going to pluck names as we go. Now it's on the book, so I don't have to keep hopping back and forth between the recording software and Fantasy Name Generator. It gives you a diary from each campaign uh, session, and I can take notes as to what happened rather than using my hamburger pad. Uh, and then the last, like, I would say 50% of the book is just grid paper and blank pages, uh, which I like because as I set up encounters and scenarios, I can use that uh, to make it a little easier for me. And it comes with an index, which surprisingly... For the hero book GM, the index is longer than Wrath and Glory. <laughs> the entire game system. So, uh, for all of its flaws, one thing is for certain. Mm -hmm. It's a better book than Wrath and Glory. Good. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. So, you would recommend it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I my mean minus the artwork and the, and the finish. All my complaints are uh, cosmetic. Okay. So, other than that, I... I I haven't actually started using it yet, but I can't see how that wouldn't be a, a valuable tool. Uh, does it have a price list on there still, or do they get rid of that once the once okay. they start doing fulfillment? Because you can, they have like if you go on Amazon, they have it's thirty three dollars Canadian. Mm -hmm. Thirty three Canadian. It's from Vancouver. Uh, let me, let me do the conversion. I'm Thank fine. you. Uh, <laughs> Dollar to Canadian. I'm gonna guess. What's which money is worth more? Oh, dude, come on, we're better. Okay, so that means that 
for their thirty-three dollars, ten bucks for us. <laughs> no, not not that better. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Oh, fucking nailed, nailed it. it. All right, so it's like a dollar thirty-one for every dollar of hours. The real money you get a dollar thirty-one <laughs> in of monopoly loonies. fucking yeah. Canadian money. All right, so for twenty-five bucks you can get this. Now they do have similar things on Amazon for like ten or eleven bucks. And I would be curious, maybe I'll pick one up for the Warhammer campaign, and then I can compare and contrast. Well, I would actually be curious. Do they have, because on their Kickstarter, there's nothing for players. Their first Kickstarter was for players. Oh, okay. So I'll search by the company name, and I'll see. Because now I'm curious to see how the player one jives with the DM one. The player one is probably mostly, I would say it probably still has a quick reference guide. And like character sheets. Probably, yeah, probably character sheets. Grid paper. Um, And lots of notes. Leveling up rules. Okay. Character building rules. Mm. Instead of like, like this has a trap generator, shit like that. So it probably gets rid of all that and has like character building tool set. Right. And then it's probably mostly just notebook paper. Maybe Maybe there's a page in it that says how to role play and I should read that. I think you do a fine job. Oh, thank you. are too hard on yourself. That's the problem. Oh, maybe. Remember that one time in Warhammer you pretended like you were illiterate? And the way to convey that is, they talk like this. <laughs> That's not what illiterate people do? Yeah, that, in my experience, it is. All the time. I come across them daily. All right. Yeah. So, uh, to my bowel movements. Pepto-Bismol diarrhea edition. To the engines. Savages. Sorry. Let's get it. Let's get it correct. To the savages. Yeah. And when they chase you, hide in a horse. Tauntaun style. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two driving gloves. Like, you you cannot be more cunty. I don't think there's a way for a human (laughs) being to be more cunty than wearing driving gloves. What about a scarf? A driving scarf? That that's pretty bad too. But I think it's only bad when coupled with gloves, mm. and then the scarf is worse. Right. But you have to be wearing gloves. I picture like a silver Porsche uh, convertible, and the guy sitting in it with his brown, tan, brown leather driving gloves, the the scarf thrown around his neck, and the the driving goggles. Yeah, I would then if I saw somebody like that, I seriously consider using my jeep to pit maneuver them. Two dice and pipes. <laughs> 